0: You're listening to the LP Solutions Podcast, co-hosted by ORC Insider Christopher McGordy and Security Consultant Don Carr, taking deep dives into all things organized retail crime, security, and law enforcement. Join us every Friday for a new episode as we explore informative topics and have
1: insightful guest interviews. Welcome to Episode 10 of the LP Solutions Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don Carr, with Security Industry Consultants...
0: And I'm your co-host Chris McGurdy with Naoka Worldwide.
1: Today we have with us Tyson Johns, SVP, Security Operations, and Dwayne Healy, VP of Security and BI Solutions at Interface Systems. Interface is a leading managed service provider delivering business security, remote video monitoring, managed network, UCAS, and business intelligence solutions to distributed enterprises. They improve security, they streamline connectivity, optimize operations, and reduce IT costs, maximizing ROI for the nation's top brands. Interface has two command and control centers based in the U.S., and they deploy technology to secure some of America's leading brands. Today's podcast, we're going to focus on top retail security and loss prevention trends, best practices, and use cases. Tyson and Dwayne, welcome to the program. Thank Congrats. you so much. Glad to be here. Indeed. I want to start off by asking. Um, I know that we're seeing industry-wide an increase in incidents of organized retail crime, also called ORC, as well as gang violence in retail. Now, being at the forefront of securing some of America's largest retail and restaurant customers. Are you guys seeing a similar trend? I can take that one. This is Tyson. We
2: certainly can confirm there's been an increase in security. Let incidents while we are directly engaged in a lot of robberies and burglaries and violent crimes for our customers and seen our fair share of increase in those areas. The largest increase for us has more recently been around vagrancy, loitering, panhandling, shoplifting, and general disturbances. While these may seem really trivial, they can quickly get out of control and escalate to a much larger situation. What do they say? That's the economy declines, security increases. So, yes, we can definitely confirm the pain's real for restaurant and retail establishments. And definitely you need a solid security approach to identify smaller issues right away so they don't become larger ones.
0: Tyson, I want to ask you a quick question, if I could, because uh, what I'm noticing, and uh, there seems to be a trend as well with these organized groups with distraction thefts, uh, we're seeing a lot of... uh, um, you know, groups, what they're doing is they're they're setting fires in bathrooms in various areas of stores. Uh, We've seen it. There was just a a report about it yesterday at a Target store location uh, in the United States. There was also one at Home Depot uh, where the whole uh, Home Depot store was lost uh, due to an arson. Um, And and these individuals were just primarily, when they were interviewed by, you know, law enforcement, they were They were looking to steal goods uh, and that's how they distracted um, people was, you know, was through that way. It was that they had set fires or and and then basically were looking to push out, you know, merchandise that way. So, um, you know, I think your solution as well covers kind of safety. And um, do you guys kind of monitor for that type of activity as well?
2: Absolutely. I think that a good example of that really within our jewelry vertical, we have a lot of jewelry stores that experience distraction theft where an associate may be opening one of their display cases while someone else is trying to distract them and get their attention so that they leave it exposed. Someone might be able to have that opportunity to reach around and grab merchandise while that associate is distracted. With our monitoring, we're able to look inside and see situations like that and draw awareness to it. We can immediately make that announcement over the loudspeakers to really set that awareness that we're watching as well, too, and make sure and minimize that from happening to one of our customers.
0: That's great. Thanks
1: for the clarity around that, Tyson. Um, Kind of brings me into my next question. Uh, What is your take on deploying security guards to store locations?
2: Security guards. Well, no doubt there's a place for security guards in certain applications. Although physical security guards come with their own limitations. Most assignments are not 24-7. Guards take breaks, lunches, and creates areas of exposure as we know they can become a little too friendly or even buddy-like with a lot of the associates, which can also render a level of compliancy with the guards and the associates both. Are they on their phone too much? Are they sleeping on the job? Many areas of exposure when looking at physical guard solutions. Another thing, obviously, to take in consideration is like labor shortages. Dwayne, I think you can comment yeah. on that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the pandemic really kind of exposed that for all of us guys. I mean, from Security InfoWatch to LPRC, everyone did their study on. Uh, the pandemic said, okay, we're gonna have this great increase in security. Obviously, once you know crime goes up, we gotta address it through the easiest way, which they thought was gonna be contracting. Additional physical security labor, and you know, there's two things that I think are at odds here, right? Uh, as Tyson was alluding to, the impact of that particular asset on site for, for retail, right? Uh, you know, how how effective can they be to to monitor an entire target or entire Home Depot in the San Jose Home Depot, you know, case you were mentioning, Chris? I mean, really, what what is their impact to the actual operation outside of the the visual sort of deterrent, if you will, of of that operation? The other thing is, it's expensive, guys. I mean, three, two, fifty, four hundred grand. For a 24-7, you know, officer, we you know, five posts per, per shift? I mean, you sort of look, look at that economy. Really, is it feasible for retailers to do that at scale? And the answer, you know, quite frankly, is usually not. Um, another sort of impact that I don't think we talk about enough is, you know, what is sort of the customer experience impact of having a physical armed asset in front of your Taco Bell or your Denny's or your, your Home Depot? I mean, there are some customers that, that see that visual, and it does create a, a negative perception of, of walking into that store. Maybe they're not going to go to that McDonald's, maybe they're not going to go to that Home Depot because they see that arm present and they immediately go to, okay, well, what's going on in that location that requires them to have that sort of posture before even walk in, right? So all those things uh, I, I think we're seeing is maybe not, you certainly say that there's not a place for security officers in the space, but ultimately that uh, understanding how we're applying that, what the impacts can be to the customer experience, what the impact can be with their effectiveness, utilizing technology, to kind of supplant that or augment that is a much better plan to go. Yeah,
0: I agree.
1: Very good. Um, So, kind of on that same thread there, Tyson, let me ask you this. What technology solutions are available that can overcome the challenges of using security guards?
2: Well, with interactive remote monitoring or virtual guard service, we can offer a variety of options based on the customer's needs. Kind of starting with our our base layer, our, our virtual tours. Think about a guard. Generally, they stand at the post, and every so often they get up, they walk around a facility. With virtual tours, we're doing the exact same thing. We're just doing it remotely. Every single camera at the customer location will be viewable and reviewed for suspicious or unusual activity, and we can alert the customer accordingly. Using the two-way audio system, the C3 can voice down over the site's loudspeakers inside and out so that we can create awareness for both customers and the client that the site is being remotely monitored. The tours can be scheduled for specific times of the day to maybe hit specific rush times, or it can be randomized which can really help with internal shrink as they don't know when this remote tour is taking place. The virtual tours also become a proactive check on the CCTV system. It's an issue if we encounter something we'll basically proactively create a case. The ticket goes to our help desk and many times we're resolving those issues before the customer even knows a problem exists. The next layer in our services would be our escort product. We know an extremely vulnerable time for retail establishments is the opening and the closing. If a robbery suspect is able to gain entry upon opening or closing, it could be devastating for the location. Therefore, by leveraging the alarm system, we can directly engage upon every opening and closing for the site to ensure employee safety's arrival or departure at the location. Alternatively, the customer can also call before they enter the location or Leave a request for us basically to escort and draw awareness to something that might be happening outside the location, kind of like a loitering situation. We can be alerted to that and assist them with that interactive system. This flows perfectly into our rapid response service, whereby using that audio, video, and alarm system, we can respond during business hours to any potential requests and directly assist and in intervening in situations they may be having on site, things like loitering, shoplifting, or it can be as critical as a robbery situation or simply an extra set of eyes on during a busy time for the day. Another side of this is after hours protection. If a burglary signal is received and you want someone that can be eyes on and assess what's going on, not just a standard video verification that generally just looks at one camera associated with that area of activation, but someone that will look at all cameras at once and make the best determination of what might be taking place. An added benefit to the interactive System is that customers can leverage the same advanced audio system for even messaging. We call these AVDs, which stands for automated voice downs. These can be training messages, uh, maybe customer messages, or even critical messages. These are pre-recorded messages that will basically be played at about any frequency of the customers choosing. We've had customers leverage it for a, a lot of different things: internal operation reminders, after hours, exterior loading announcements. It's become especially critical for some of our customers during COVID, who needed PPM and social distancing messages. Even in the civil unrest situations, we were able to protect many customers by playing announcements that the protected sites are being monitored and recorded, and we would dispatch if we saw them on the property.
1: Very, very cool. Um, thanks for providing some clarity around that. Um, you know, it's kind of the the perfect mu- marriage between the human element and. Uh, some next level technology. Thanks for the uh, insight on that. I want to ask uh, what type of ROI are you guys seeing with this virtual guard solution? Uh, the, we're really seeing
3: kind of the best of all worlds here. It's, it's not, I mean, it's easy to quantify like video verified alarm, for example, we're reducing typically on average about 95% of the local municipal, you know, that charge, charge back to the business for, for false alarms. That's, just a huge benefit right there on the off top, right? Um, you know, you know the, the one thing we get harder to quantify though is by building that confidence in with your relationships with law enforcement. So they know that when interface, you know, through our virtual guard program is calling a local law enforcement for response, they, they know it's backed up by the technology and intellectual property we have in monitoring video, how our staff are trained to tell law enforcement to respond to an incident. I mean, it's not just simply looking at cameras. I mean, the, the backbone of what we do is all, all the policy that Tyson's team has put into effect, right? So it's utilizing technology, applying good policy to that. And policing is like, hey, we know when interface calls us. Something's actually going down. So, I mean, how do you quantify that sort of you know, value impact of the organization when the police are actually responding you know much faster to incidents, right? So, less you know, you know, costs obviously 95% reduction in false alarm, you know, charges, much higher response rates and increase in sp- response time to law enforcement, and all of this for about 15% of what a traditional security officer costs. So, much wow. less you know, impact the organization, uh, for financially on a capital side, and way more we feel impact in response, police service. And obviously impact uh the revenue and not paying you know bad fines or whatnot. So huge, huge ROI for the organization.
0: Dwayne, yeah. do you guys do anything with uh like gas stations or you know, we you know across the country we see a lot of issues with uh card skimming, you know, at gas stations and uh you, you know, I mean I I think your type of solution where you're monitoring uh, you know gas station pumps, and then if you had someone breaking into them, it would send you guys an alert. What about uh as well i mean if if you had one truck that was sitting there, you know a lot of these trucks sometimes have uh they call them bladders that are in the back, and they just continually switch out credit card after credit card after credit card, and they're filling up that bladder in the back of the truck to to steal gasoline. Um, Something like that, I think, would set an alert, would be possibly an option for you guys to kind of monitor as well. This is a whole other podcast.
3: But yeah, the uh the marriage of 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 people, personnel, technology, and network, which you're really speaking to is our network competency as well. This is really a part of the reason why interface has been so successful in the convenience and fuel space. You know, utilizing a lot of our technology partners to put those sort of you know, audits and alerts on other ancillary you know, pieces of the pie you know whether it be a credit card as you mentioned uh, you know burglar alarm and intrusion all these endpoint devices that are advising our command center when to put a certain policy in place so right. to your point yeah we can set those flags up for a variety of technology a variety of iot sensors guys to say okay it's now time to act the video can verify what's happening in the scene and of course we will respond accordingly absolutely absolutely, absolutely.
1: very cool well, I've got to say, Dwayne, those ROI metrics you just went through are pretty impressive nonetheless. Um, like any other function, loss prevention has to justify the ROI yeah. for any new upgrade or investments that they make in hardware. How do you approach this expectation for your customers? You know,
3: this is, I'm going to put my law enforcement hat on, uh, maybe a little soapbox speech here, but a lot of this speaks to the transit security making their transition away from being viewed by the business traditionally as a cost center. I uh, mean, usually our metrics are always tied to you know things that are either avoidance, for example, like if you're if you have a really great policy in place and no one's stealing at your location, your operation may seem like they're ineffective, right? I mean, the metrics how we traditionally go to measure security just don't make a lot of sense. Uh, but all that said, really, what we're talking about is leveraging the assets that are already in place, right? Cameras are already you know in line. Most of these. Uh, organizations are going to have network connectivity to their locations. Uh, you know, we're using a variety of, like I said, in, uh, interface intellectual property software, and of course, the, the parts and smarts on Tyson's team. Uh, you know, to start leveraging these existing assets. So, a lot of times, we're able to go into these organizations and say, you know, you've already done the heavy lifting. You've already put the assets in from a video standpoint alarm endpoint standpoint, uh, for us to really start making some of the decisions for you remotely, to impact your operations remotely, to enhance you know, your guard service remotely. That really is, you know, how we're, we're leveraging security. And it's it's kind of a two-pronged sort of win for them. They get to use their toys from more than just what they originally put them for to catch bad guys doing bad things and can make that move to operational impact. And then they go back to their, their C suites and say, hey, you know what? We're not just a cost center. Yeah, we made this investment in technology on cameras, you know, several years ago. Now we're providing more value to the organization by offering this, you know, and it's the same sort of conversations we're having with business intelligence, right? You know, our security organizations that have put in these cameras for, you know, know, LP and AP, you know, sort of use cases. A lot of business analysts, business intelligence companies are coming in now and saying, hey, we can look at some marketing issues for your organization and say, you know, we're looking at end cap traffic. We're looking at line queue, you know, issues. These are all operational things that traditionally had nothing to do with security. But again, trying to build value for some of the purchases, capital assets and acquisitions that
0: security has made. Well, the other other thing, too, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the other thing, too, I I see is a great opportunity as far as uh, liability issues, especially with insurance, like regarding like slip and fall uh you get uh, you know that happens a lot in like grocery stores and even other stores uh and then you also have um you know it could be workman's compensation and if Mm -hmm. an employee got hurt or somebody was injured in the stores so safety comes a big priority as well uh when it comes to the virtual guard to me it it just seems like that would be a big uh you know, cost savings for me because of, of the way it's being, you know, um, I guess implemented or put out there.
3: hundred percent. And then as technology continues to advance with analytics on what slip and falls look like, we're seeing a a random vertical, but guys, car washes. I mean, these poor, these poor organizations are getting taken to the cleaners by, you know, repetitive, you you know, habitual fraud on car damage, right. And slip and falls, we're, we're deploying a lot of this technology into that space a lot of wire car washes, and usually yeah. not a way to do a check outside of having you know video help them to verify that car went in already damaged, or that that's the same car but a different license plate. Now, a lot of technologies we're utilizing an interface, you know, in conjunction with our C three, as, as Tyson mentioned, Sorry, addressing yeah. some of these issues that scale for fraud and insurance claims yeah. and liability.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's interesting too is is if you look at a lot of the organized retail crime people, I you know I I kind of had this uh experience when i was with tjx as her an rc investigator i had these people that i know were you know you know stealing product and doing things too but they were also um you know they were they were doing this you know slip and falls or injury reports and you know uh, one of them i actually followed up on and and i think the company ended up paying out the claim but you know the the person itself did You know, she caused the injury herself, and they ended up paying it because they didn't want to go to court. And it was so frustrating to me because I felt like. Uh, You know, that's just another avenue of them scamming the business. And I'm sure if you look at a lot of the ORC perpetrators, they're also linked to the same people that are filing some of these uh, these insurance claims. You know,
3: yeah. at at the core of why I think C3 is so impactful is and again, this is really a credit to Tyson and his team. It's looking at, you know, how can we utilize, you know, what we've learned about traditional security and where it's going, you know, years from now, right? So again, to your point, Chris, it's not just simply escort. It's not just simply a virtual security guard. It's looking at you know, things like liability, like, you know, can we go back and have different eyes on an, on an audit function for health and safety compliance, but also, you know, you know, fraud mitigation. And that's a, a big part of our partnerships with our retailers. Absolutely. Great right. point, Chris.
1: Thanks for the clarity, Dwayne. Um, I do want to uh, wrap up here, but I want to ask one Final question here, and I know it's something that's on the minds of many, is, you know, how can retailers and restaurants best protect their employees and patrons?
2: It's all about really people processing technology working together. And a lot of that leads you right into training. Employees need fundamental best practice training and uh, what to look for, what to do, and really how to respond. Things like, um, I'd say, awareness flags for distraction thefts like we talked about before, how to handle situations where there may be something suspicious going on. Even with a technology security solution in place, it's important to ensure employees know how and when to leverage the system. Mm-hmm. Then in the most critical of situations, making sure employees remain calm, know how to con- know who to contact or engage in when they need that assistance. Interface actually does an excellent job of partnering really with a lot of our customers. So there's a clear understanding on how to run in parallel with existing best practices and how that flows into leveraging the interactive system.
3: Yeah, and that really speaks to, I think, you know, you know one of our differentiators in, in this space is rather than just assigning random security guard post orders and saying, you know, here's your guard tour. Here's what we're going to do well on site. Here's sort of what you're charged with. As Tyson mentioned, I mean, really what we're doing is a comprehensive sort of analysis as to what's impactful to LP and AP, you know, why they hired that guard to begin with. And then we fill in the gaps with technology, guys. It really is that simple. So like I mentioned before, whether it's an alarm endpoint, a security camera, how can we amplify and augment with the current LP and AP policy you have in place. And we back that all up by numbers. Now, we're not just going to randomly throw something on the wall and see if it sticks. You know, we're looking at location crime stats, looking at cap index, we're looking at historical instances of the location, and we're assigning policy based on our IP and our best practices and what we've seen throughout the space and three verticals, working with LP and AP and security to apply that policy with our C3 operations to make sure, as Tyson mentioned, not just we're doing our jobs when something goes, goes down, right, but that the employees... And the team members understand their responsibility to make sure that we can get to the right outcome based on this partnership we have together.
0: Well, let me ask you, because, you know, there is a, you know, I mean, we see all these videos. okay? we see all, you know, you if you're watching TikTok or you're seeing, you know, some of this stuff that's going viral where people are just stealing large sums of goods and walking out the door. Now, if your team at Interface was to observe this as well, how would you approach it? Uh, or do you have certain protocols you follow with the retailer? Um, because you know what we're finding, and, and when you read about the articles and stuff, is that the employees are you know are hands off, and that's understandable. That makes sense to me. That you wouldn't want an employee to approach these people because in today's world, you know, a lot of people are armed. There's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of there's a lot of danger danger out there for having people approach people, uh, even for loss prevention people, even trained security people approaching people can be dangerous at this moment in time as well. So how, how is that um, you know conversation between you and the retailer happening as to what's the proper or the best approach when a situation like that happens? And
2: things like that are really established at the very onset of a relationship with a customer. It kind of goes back into, like I said before, the extensive training, that partnership we create with our customers. We figure out how they want us to approach. Let's say we're not alerted by the customer directly. We observe it. Do they want us to be proactive about that or just advise them, letting them know? So we can take several different approaches in a situation like that. And if we see it directly, can directly intervene using those loudspeakers and get that uh, subject to, remove himself from the property or drop merchandise or obviously if, if they're seeing something on site alerting us and letting us know we can then obviously do the intervention at that time
3: <clears throat> right yeah, and, and that in that point chris de-escalation is the is the critical factor there right making right. making a judgment about what's happening in the scene and then figuring out which way to go on protocol and again you know tyson and his team have done a, just an amazing job of incorporating a lot of our knowledge base our of got our expertise I and. Mean, our combined years of ex- experience and security on this team is, is, is impressive. And that's, and you know, loss prevention backgrounds, security backgrounds, you know, really looking at, you know, all the policy rolled up into how we should be handling these situations with the first, one, first key being deescalation of the situation. And a lot of times that means bypassing, you know, protocols and going straight to law enforcement if we're making a judgment call as what's happening on site. So it's it, it, our program is not simply about monitoring cameras and I need to be very very clear about that. And that yeah. partnership with our retailers is what's got us to this point here today, Chris.
0: No, that's great and that that collaboration partnership needs to happen because you know, I've worked in stores and you know, management feel, you know, feel you know, within the stores or the associates feel like their hands are tied because they can't, they're told not to call law enforcement. They're told not to get involved. Um, And if you're told, you know, and and you see people walking out the door on a consistent basis, it's frustrating to be at a, in, in a, in a store where you know that stuff is happening. It's not a fun place to work at. So, you know, my, my thought process was, you know, is there, Uh, you know, is, I I think Tyson kind of explained it, you know, that you guys have that conversation up front. Um, But, you know, in today's world, you know, if they're not going to empower their managers to, you know, to make those calls, or at least they're working with, you know, specialists like yourself uh, in order to to make that appropriate call when when it's necessary.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, this is really a good example of a unified solution between people and technology, right? Uh, 100%. You know, there's 100%. Not, it's not one or the other. It's, it's really a combination of both and figuring out that combination on a store specific or client specific level is a big deal, right? Exactly. But, yeah. you know, this, this uh, has been a very enlightening conversation, Um, a very, very cool tool or set of tools uh, that Interface offers uh, to the clients and to the ever-changing landscape in this industry. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool to see some real-time results and better outcomes being achieved through the use of people and technology collaboratively. So very, very cool. Um, I do want to thank you, Dwayne, and thank you, Tyson, for taking the time to join us on the LP Solutions Podcast. And we look forward to talking again soon. It's been a pleasure, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the LP Solutions Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please submit a request on realtimemedia.group. That's R E E L Time Media dot, Group. You can download the LP Solutions podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is a Real Time Media Group production.